Hey, it's Garbage Brain University. I'm Drew Toothpaste. I'm Natalie D. Today we're coming at you to talk about. See, this is the thing is sometimes Natalie will tell me. I almost always tell you. But sometimes <laughs> it's a secret. And the secret topic of the day today. Guess what our topic is? I. <laughs> <laughs> It's your quiz, because I, 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 I forgot to do a quiz. This is your quiz. What are we talking about today? Sandwiches. <laughs> no, we're talking about winter. <laughs> the season. Natalie, what is winter? <laughs> winter is the coldest season of the year in polar and temperate zones. Okay, so I have this conversation all the time with Nona, because I think it's very natural for a kid to be like, oh, it's winter, it's wintry, you know, basically whenever it's cold or you're outside and there's leaves and the wind is blowing and so on and so forth. Winter is defined so many different ways. Yes, it's true. I remember hearing, I can never remember the exact date. It's like December 21st or 23rd or something is the beginning of winter and then it goes to March 21st or, or 22nd or something like that, right? It, that's Is that what the Farmer's Almanac says? That is, I think that would be based on the idea that you're doing it from the equinox. So what is that December day? That's the shortest day of the year then. Yeah, yeah. And what's that called? What's the name of that? Um, so that is what you're talking about is if you are determining when winter is astronomically. So... Winter would start on the 20th, 21st, or 22nd of December, and it would go until the 19th, 20th, or 21st of March. Because the winter solstice being the beginning marker and the vernal equinox being the end of it. Vernal equinox. Vernal means spring, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And so that is the midpoint between... The shortest day of the year and the longest day of the year. Okay. So does anything else happen on the solstice and equinox? Or is that just the solstices are the longest and shortest days of the years and the equinoxes are in between? Does anything actually happen? Um, No, not really. Unless okay. you're like a pagan. Then you might have some parties or something. Exactly. Like, like some people say you can set an egg up on one of those guys. But I heard that also that you could, you could do that when it's not that day also. That's right. We talked about that on, I think, our episode about chickens. Right. I don't know. That's just a day when it is astronomically interesting because our location and the spin of the Earth at that particular point makes it so those section the year up quite nicely. We traditionally think of having roughly four seasons. Right. We live in central Ohio which is a till plain. In other words, the glaciers came down from the north and sort of mowed the land over, smushed it flat. So it's very flat here until you get to the Appalachians, Mm -hmm, right? mm -hmm. At our location, do we have like more or less winter than other parts of the country? Everyone would have the same amount of winter. (laughs) (laughs) If we're talking about at like astronomically, like if you're measuring winter astronomically. Yeah. Everyone would have the same amount of winter. Even if you were doing it the way meteorologists do it. Right. Is they say that the three months where that particular location has the lowest average temperatures. 
So and- it could shift, like, if, if winter doesn't kick off until later for an area, your winter might not start till January. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Right, because I've heard also a very rough definition because, you know, winter, meteorologically speaking, doesn't happen until the end of December. I've heard people very roughly say January, February, March is winter. Is that like a less commonly accepted definition? I don't think that there is like a very strict definition of what it is. Meteorologically. Meteorly, meteorly, <laughs> meteorological. In the surface of meteors, <laughs> meteorologists even have different ideas of how you would establish what the winner is. It's completely dependent on so many factors that no one, no one knows. But you know it when you see it. So here in the in the Till Plains, the weather, especially in the winter, is known for being pretty overcast. We get very little sunlight during yeah. the winter. Yeah, right? it's pretty doo-doo, yeah. I call it pretty gross sometimes, yeah. Maynard James Keenan, poet, philosopher, and lead singer of the band Tool, once said, under a gray Ohio sky. Oh, yeah, it's true. That's a, Lots of stuff happens there. <laughs> well, he also... Uh, Maynard from Tool also once said, two, four, six, eight, numbers I appreciate. So it's, <laughs> he's, he's all over the board. I can't but. say I've never ever been into Tool. Uh, I was never like a huge Tool head, but <laughs> when, I was, uh, when I was in high school, a buddy of mine got uh, his parking pass. For some reason... The high school I went to is like on the side of a hill. Because I lived in Cincinnati and everything's on the side of a right. hill. They had a limited number of parking passes. And they gave one to him. They didn't give one to me. Which was fine because he just picked me up. He lived like a mile away. And he had a tape. And it was one side of it was corn. <laughs> of course. And the other side of it was tool. Mm. Mm-hmm. And so it would just like... It was one of those old Ford Tauruses that was shaped like a bar of soap. And it would just... <laughs> It would just cut chunk back and forth, like sure. between the two sides. Sure. I had a friend when I was in high school whose car stereo was broken. They just had, it was pretty hate machine and they couldn't get it out. And so that was the only thing you could listen to in their car. That is not a terrible album, but, but like- only listening to that, it's like the childhood dream of like, oh, when I grow up, I'm going to only eat cookies. Right. It. And also, like, when you live in a really small town and you're a teenager, that's the only thing there is to do is to drive around. Oh, it's not like we would go somewhere cool and then we wouldn't have to listen to Pretty Hate Machine anymore. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's, main... what, that's what was on the menu. If they were driving, that's what was on the menu. Your main thing was shooting the loop, which means to drive in a circle. Right, right. We would shoot the loop. And sometimes we would, like, pick a car and, like, follow them around. Sometimes we would pick a car that was behind us and follow them around backwards. Like, like, like watch them through the rear view and anticipate what way they were going and go the same way the whole time. <laughs> and then we would go to the gas station and get it pop, go out to the cornfield and walk around in the cornfield. We would drive around out in the country. We would try to get lost in the country. We would drive to the next little town over. And go to their gas station to get a drink. But what I'm saying is, basically, it was mostly sitting in, like, sitting in the car or driving around in the car. Just pretty hate machine. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, and there's like about there's like two bangers on that album, and there's like a bunch of snoozers. Right. I've never really been like crazy into Nine Inch Nails either. Right. I was actually I told you about the time I like kind of stopped listening to Nine Inch Nails. I was. I went to the Renaissance Fair and I was wearing a Nine Inch Nails t-shirt and a guy was like, uh, Avast ye, I see uh, you are in the service of Trent Reznor. And I was like, I'm going to go home. I'm going to go home and take this off and I'm not going to. And I didn't wear it again. Yeah. That was it. I was like, nope. (laughs) Not doing it anymore. No, I thought it was cool. And it turns out it's not a cool thing to be into. Right. So, meh. Yeah. That's it. Done. If it was wintertime, you could just put a hoodie over that t-shirt. Yeah, wintertime is hoodie season. That's what I'm about. You know, you got to have at least, again, where we live, you have to layer it up because you go between buildings that are overheated, so they might be 75 degrees inside, and then the outside is cold, and then your car starts cold and gets warm, and so it's like a whole temperature gradient right yeah you always have to be able to add or subtract layers if you go around with like a single layer of like a jumpsuit on what are you gonna do didn't bring my hoodie with me right i'm like cold anyway like i'm usually cold like in the summertime i mean you know me i always got those icy worms yeah you do you're right your hands are always really cold like icicles i always felt like if the house is at room temperature, which... <laughs> which it should be. <laughs> I yeah, <know>. I... <laughs> right, I feel like that's fair to assume that it's room temperature, right? Then if you feel really cold, then that means your body is is hotter than usual, right? Or hotter than the environment. But it's not. You act, you're cold to the touch and you feel cold. So I don't know what's happening there. I'm, I'm always cold. Always. But in the wintertime, I'm super cold. And so, like, from, like, October 18th until, like, mid-April, I will be dressed like I'm in a polar expedition, like, all the time. People that go on a polar expedition wear, like, puffy down jackets and, like, mittens. What you do is you just have three sweaters on, and whenever you make eye contact with anybody, you go, ooh. Cold. <laughs> and it's usually like this. It's usually, ooh. He just pulled his shirt over his face. Because that's what I do is I'll pull, I pull one of my sweaters over my face, like over my nose, because my nose gets so cold. And, and I also have a giant hat. That I wear all the time. That is like a huge hat. And then I will. I have to wear my socks that are for people who are mountaineers. My mountaineer socks and my wool slippers. Yeah, and you tuck all of your legs under you like a llama. Yep. <laughs> and then somehow with all of your limbs like inside of yourself, then you have like another blanket. I wear a blanket, yeah. You have another blanket over yourself. So I don't know how you do it. I, I feel like I saw you put it on once out of the corner of my eye and it involved using your chin to pull it up your body or something. I don't know. <laughs> There was some kind of mechanics going on. It was like... I have to work for it. I'm just, like, too cool for school. <laughs> like, literally too too cold for school. <laughs> You're too cold for school. 
But yes, with my ice worms, that's what I call my fingers because they are frosty fuckers. <laughs> I know if I touch anybody's worm spots with them, they get mad. Like, ah! Yeah. <laughs> like, let's say somebody is like sitting in a chair and they're doing something and then you get your hand as cold as possible <laughs> and you snake it up beneath their shirt and run in a line right up their spine to their neck inside their shirt and then you go hello I'm just, it's fine but it's like I'm not trying to blame the victim but like, I have the ice worms right <laughs> I, I'm not trying to blame the victim, I ha- but I got all these ice worms, and I know for sure that you are running 30 degrees warmer than me, and underneath your shirt is, like, a pelt of very toasty, warm human fur. <laughs> yeah. And I get my ice worms, and I get them in it. I look bigger than I actually... I'm not really that that big of a person, but I look bigger than I am because of my hair underneath all my clothing it puffs your shirt out like half an inch everywhere yeah like if you if you touch your shirt if you like put your hand on and pat it on yourself there are spots Mm -hmm. where you can feel like the resistance of like a like the hair blanket (laughs) yeah and it puffs out you can feel the air puffing out of it when you slap it down well that's probably (laughs) that's probably why i'm warmer but you're cozy but our our child I'll come downstairs in the winter. The space heater will be off, and she'll be like, "Sit." You know how kids are. You're like, "Turn around, sit down the right way." She'll have like her legs over the back of the couch, and she'll be reading upside down or something. And she'll have on shorts and a tank top. And I'm like, "Aren't you freezing?" And she looks at me like I asked her if she spray painted the dog. She's like, "No." <laughs> she looks at me like what a dumb question to she ask runs, me she runs real warm also you are very warm but wintertime it's like my time to shine though because i can just like bundle up and that's shining for you <laughs> i like it i like it uh <laughs> I, i'll tell you what i hate my least favorite thing in the entire world is being sweaty and so like the summertime if I have to be, like, outside where it's, like, very hot and, like, be doing physical activity out in the hot, like, the sweating, just, like, I hate it so much. You don't have any control there either. Like, I don't want to wear so little clothes to try to make it so I'm not sweaty and still sweat anyway. I mean, I don't particularly like sweating, but I don't really care. I despise it. Being wet, having your wet, and then your clothes on your wet, I don't like that. If I had to make a list of stuff I hate the most, that's definitely really high up on the list. But wintertime, that never happens. And I get to wear all my sweaters, all of them at the same time, or two shirts underneath it with all my sweaters. You don't like winter. No, because it's the lack of sunlight. And I take the vitamin D and I have the lamp and stuff, but that doesn't really work, I don't think. Nothing works. That's what happens during winter. Anytime you have to go somewhere because, you know, you have to take your car to go places. You have to go out and scrape, right? That's like the thing, just... Extra steps. Mm -hmm. There's something about extra steps just getting in the way of you living your life. As you go through the course of your life, you have to add steps to your go-to-bed routine. You do. When you're a kid, you go to bed. Then at some point, you're like, I have to brush my teeth before I go to bed. Then you're like, well, I have to do this. I have to put on my acne cream. 
and brush my teeth before I go to bed because I'm a teenager now, right? Uh-huh. And then you get old enough and you're like drinking coffee, drinking coffee, and you're like, why can't I sleep? And then at some point you're like, aha, I need to limit my coffee consumption. So I'm like 20, 25, whatever, and I'm like drinking coffee. Oh, I can't drink coffee past 6 p.m. And then that becomes 3 p.m. And then that becomes noon. I can't drink coffee after noon. That's part of my go-to-bed routine. And then you start having vitamins you take at bedtime. You know, you have allergies every year in your doctor and you take all these antihistamines, you circle through them until you find one that's good. And then you have, you find you have to take that at bedtime because that makes you sleepy. And so you just, you add, go to bed and then you hurt your back and you get physical therapy and your physical therapist is like, oh, you're actually doing these exercises. like give you and you're like yeah because it makes my back hurt 20 percent less and they're like great wonderful just keep doing those and come back if you have enough money and you're like i don't and they're like well i wish we covered you under your insurance (laughs) and i'm like okay so i go home and so every night now i have to stretch i have to put a thing on my back that's like a stun gun that stun guns my back it sends like thousands of volts through it and it confuses my body to make my body think that my body doesn't hurt, which is like a pretty good thing that somebody figured that out. And it's clear that they figured it out by accidentally electrocuting themselves. Right. But you have to add all these things to your ritual. And that's what winter is. You have to add the coat and the gloves and the hat. And you go out in the gloves. You can't use your phone. And you could get gloves that have the little phone thing on them, but it doesn't really work. You have to do this with a scrapey, right? Mm -hmm. You go out, and then if it's snowing, you do this. You have to take your boots off. There's snow in the house. You have to clean the floor. All this extra steps, extra steps, just like walking through mud. And the further you walk, the more mud there is. That's what winter is to me. Just the slow and constant degradation of your own experience. The act of going in and out of the very cold and yucky weather, it makes your house feel so much more homey. To me, it makes it so, like, the little pleasures of life are even better because it is so caca outside. I like my house more where it feels like a cabana where the separation between the inside and outside is barely even there. It's just a matter of geometry, whether you're inside or outside. There's no real prohibition or reason for you to be inside or outside because it's the same temperature. That's like my ideal, my ideal setup. And then it's light until like eight or nine at night because then you'd get more sunlight and it's more cheery. See, I also like how it's dark. I like that too because I like... You know, when you get older and you have a kid, you don't get as much, like, time where you're, like, out late. And so driving around in the dark is, like, more exotic to me now. And I like it. I like all the lights being on and seeing, like, the city lit up and how all the lights in my car change colors into being dark mode. (laughs) And... Driving, I think driving around at night is very romantic, and I like driving around at night and pretending that I am in that Pet Shop Boys video. (laughs) I think (laughs) 
that may be that may be the difference between your attitude and my attitude of winner is that you watched that Pet Shop Boys video a bunch and I didn't. Yeah, and so it's like just it's like four thirty at uh, in the afternoon and it's pitch black out and I'm just like you were always on my mind. I driving around. I feel pretty cool about life in general. It's like very, it's like more romantic to me, I think. And so I think that it is all about perspective. I would say winter is my second favorite. After all that, it's your second favorite. What's my your- first favorite is, is fall because fall is the coolest. Like, in, not in terms of temperature, in terms of, like, cool points. I was just going to ask you, if you love winter so much, would you kiss a snowman? But now I, I would. would. He would be so frosty. <laughs> 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 He'd be a chilly boy. I'd like him. <laughs> I'd probably lick him and be like, eh. <laughs> <laughs> Think about it. Anyways, anyways, that's what I was saying. It's all about wintertime, and that's what we're here to talk about today. I know you hate it, <laughs> but I love it. I would never wish time away, you know, and sometimes I think I would love to live in the desert, or I would love to live on the West Coast, where the weather is nicer year-round. I think, well, I wonder if I would get bored of going and walking around outside every day because when the weather is really nice here, I go and I very aggressively like make sure I spend time outside and I really enjoy it. Yeah. Just like being around plants and trees and nature and spending time outside and breathing fresh air. It's like very refreshing to me, which I've been told is normal. <laughs> <laughs> I don't do that in the winter. You can go and walk around outside, but it's like, it's not the same. I like it outside in the wintertime. It's like refreshinger than the summertime. What I want in the summertime is to go outside and have taking a big lungful of air feel the same as it does in the wintertime. Like, whew, that was chilly. But like, I feel jazzed up about breathing out here. This is cool. But like in the summertime, it's like all like humid and it's all hot and you're like breathing in a bunch of hot air. And you want to be breathing cold air. So um, part of the reason that the that winter is the way it is is because <laughs> the amount of sunlight. And so nighttime is the predominant situation happening in the wintertime. And so the increased precipitation that you usually have that time of the year in combination with the super long nighttime makes it so everything doesn't evaporate as much. Yeah, and that's where they got that famous song. Which one's that? <laughs> Night rain. <laughs> Talking about some night rain. <laughs> that was our school dance song. <laughs> I've never heard that song in my life. And we would do the night rain dance. Well, yeah, that's. And you take your fingers and you sparkle them down. Like it's, <laughs> what the fuck are you they turn. <laughs> they turned the lights down low, and then they would start it up, and it'd be like boom, boom. boom. And then you just sparkle them down. <laughs> that was night rain. And if you didn't do it, you're like a party pooper. I'm glad you guys had fun. No, I, nobody liked it. <laughs> you just had to do it. It's just one of those things. Did you know blizzards are in the wintertime? It makes sense. Now, what's a blizzard technically? Is it just a lot of snow? What is it? It is. There is a, that's what I... 
there is a definition for a blizzard. A blizzard is when visibility is reduced to a quarter mile and the winds are 35 miles per hour or more. And the storm has to be at least three hours long. So if any of those criteria are not met, then it is just a snowstorm. And blizzards are crazy. They will bury you with a bunch of snow. Yeah. What's the most snow you've ever seen? And and I'll preface this by saying, if you're a subscriber to Garbage Brain, leave us a comment. Comment directly on garbagebrainuniversity.com. If you're a subscriber, let us know. What's the most snow accumulation you've ever seen? Or what's the most snow coming down at once have you seen? I think the most I've ever seen, 2000 seven or maybe early 2008 we had a snowstorm in central ohio we got i think 22 inches right and that took about a day or two that was probably the most snow i've ever seen that was a crazy amount of snow like we had dogs and the dogs had a very hard time going to the bathroom they did and i remember we took edibles what else (laughs) are you gonna do if you're you're fucking blocked in yeah but that it turns out well, also, it turns out that I am not great on edibles. I just... I am. <laughs> right. Taking something that makes you focus on everything kind of ramps up your paranoia and anxiety. And then you're like, I can't go anywhere. I'm stuck here. No, no. Every time you open up the door, the wind howls and like big one inch snowflakes blast into your dome. You're like, it's going to be like this forever. It's like a Stephen King movie. Those always end well. So what do you think? Here's a little teeny quiz. Little tiny quiz. It's so small you won't believe it. How, How much snow do you think is the most snow someone got in a day in the United States? I would guess five feet. My reasoning for guessing this is that my dad was in upstate New York in the 60s when he was doing some kind of government training at Syracuse, which I guess is in upstate New York. I think he said they got about five feet of snow in a day. But I, you know, it was 2,000 years ago, and I don't know, like all the specifics of it so i would say about five feet because he was probably exaggerating a little it was 76 inches which is a little over six feet okay that's a lot that was in silver lake colorado second place was also in colorado with 63 inches in georgetown five feet three inches that's a lot of snow yeah yeah and that's in that's in one day Mm -hmm. right like places where you get such huge amounts of snow like that, they plow it. It's like they they have to be able to deal with snow, otherwise people wouldn't be able to live there. The more temperate of the climates, or I guess the climates where snow is rarer, are the climates that really have the worst time dealing with snow. I remember seeing news of it snowing a half inch or an inch in Atlanta. And there were other factors. The roads were iced. Right. But I remember just huge, huge swaths of Interstate 85 or one of those roads where people were just running off the road and they their cars were stuck. Of course, the headline, which they ran locally, was like, they can't deal with snow. We can. Yeah, it's different. Right. They don't have any tools. and Wintertime is dangerous. 
Is winter the most dangerous season, Natalie? More people die in wintertime of winter causes than in the summertime for summer summertime causes. So they get hypothermia. Also, you can get snow blindness when you're out and about, which is a problem. That just means you can't see, right? Mm-hmm. And then you either run off the road or you get lost. There's problems with, you know, it's easier to get sick in the wintertime because you're inside so much. And shit like norovirus goes around a lot more. And so you spend a lot of time having diarrhea. Yeah, you know, all the times I've had norovirus, it's been in the winter. Just every all those kids cooped up and then the kids come over here and you wash your hands, but you still get them. People always get slipped, slipping around on like ice and black ice and stuff and they'll fall and hurt themselves. Shit will fall off of buildings like icicles and like big clumps of snow and shit and hit people. And then people get the flu in the wintertime. And also, they get seasonal depression. I have an alarm clock that I like to use in the wintertime that I think is very helpful with that. Yeah, the one that lights up slowly. Yeah, you set it to a certain, like you say, I want to wake up at this time of the day. And usually that time is dark in the wintertime. And so it like really slowly like turns the light on. That is some some kind of like, it's the same kind of shit as this, one of those sad lamps. Yeah. It like slowly turns a sad lamp on like real slowly over the course of like, 20 minutes or half an hour and then your alarm goes off after after that and you're like oh it's time for me to wake up i'm all ready to go instead of being like no i don't want to fucking get out of bed it's just fucked up you know what would be the best winter alarm clock would be one where it does the light thing Mm -hmm. the light thing is good i've been led to believe through reading i think people in finland research this that actually it's not just your eyes that are sensing the light and the deprivation of light in the winter, but there's something to do with the skin in your ears. Mm-hmm. Your ears sense it. Don't ask me how. So I think the light and then you're asleep, but the light goes in your ear, even though your eyes are closed when you're sleeping, mm-hmm. right? Here's the other thing. Here's my idea for the alarm clock. They should have it so it starts off quietly, but it gets louder and louder as the light gets brighter. And it plays Jingle Bell Rock. <laughs> on a loop. Right. Louder and louder. The one I have actually has a setting where it'll play birds louder and louder, but I'm not interested in that in the morning because that makes me fucking mad. Yeah, think about how mad Jingle Bell Rock would make you. What's your least favorite Christmas song? Oh, hmm. Probably that Mariah Carey one. I think that one is not so bad you've never worked retail on christmas time then it's very bland if you had to listen to it like six times a day for weeks and weeks during like the most horrible time of of stressful working season it is like the worst song in the world it's not on my top 10 list that's not what i'm saying i would rather hear that than jingle bell rock there's just a special place in hell for like 50s and 60s songs yeah i I don't like jingle bell rock either but you know one time i went i went to the grocery and there was a tent outside the grocery and a band was playing and it was like all old guys and they launched into rock and robin and i was like who the fuck who is gonna be like yeah right there that's my shit (laughs) <laughs> oh yeah here comes that very bland white people music this is the ro- rock music for people who remix. don't want to fuck <laughs> <laughs> two twin beds in the master bedroom rock music <laughs> yep exactly yeah fuck free rock music that's like doesn't sound very good to me what's your favorite christmas song then i <laughs> 
I don't know. I don't know. Really don't like Christmas music. Neither do I. I don't like... I don't like... There's something about people pushing the Christmas music on you, not because of goodwill towards men, but it's like, remember, it's Christmas time, get in the spirit. Like, don't tell me to have spirit. You know what always pissed me off? Is when I was a teenager, they would say school spirit. Right. And that always made me so mad. I was like, I don't give a shit on one hand. Like, even when I was in high school, I was like, you know what? I'm grateful for the opportunities. Like, there were a few cool classes I took. There were a few cool teachers. I had some people that inspired me. I had a lot of good experiences. I met a lot of people. I learned a lot of things. So, like, you know, I was very grateful for a lot of experiences I had in high school. But at the same time, I didn't have school spirit. Like, even after I got handjob one time, I was like, <laughs> I still don't like... Well, you didn't get a handjob from the school, though. <laughs> so, of course, that wouldn't affect your school spirit. Right. And I was just, I was always just very cheesed off because I feel like I can have my own emotions about things but i feel like if somebody tells me to have an emotion about something then it's like that's for a reason if it's coming if everybody in the school gets together and they decide they're gonna if the kids right that's called grassroots if all of the <laughs> children say we're gonna come to school one day and we're all gonna put pigs or something like that is heartwarming that's nice and it's like a good way to bond everybody together. Sure. But if the school tells you to wear purple, like, fuck you. Yeah. Right? Why would yeah. you do that? They also tell you you can't smoke in the bathroom. Fuck them. Like, since we were in high school, they say you can't smoke cloves at all. And it's just like, well, I'm not interested now. So. <laughs> Miss me with that. I used to smoke cloves when, when I was a kid because I was very spooky. I, I would buy the special ones that were black because and I was very, very fancy. Yeah, and I hung out with a lot of spooky chicks, so, you know. Yeah. Spooky chicks like it when it's cold outside. It's fine. I mean, you make you make sacrifices for the people you love that are <laughs> spooky. So you know what they call it in the uh, southern hemisphere in the wintertime? Uh, I don't Summertime. <laughs> down there, it's different. It's not winter down there. It's summer. Right now they're getting ready for having some fun in the sun Christmas time. It's also just statistically most of the world is either equatorial or in the northern hemisphere. And the thing is with being equatorial is the seasons don't change. Mm -hmm. In Ushuaia, right, in the most southern part of Argentina, right now things are heating up. <laughs> That's right. Down here in Tierra del Fuego, it's about to hacer fuego, baby. <laughs> well, Australia has it down there, too. They're about to hacer fuego, mate. <laughs> Did you know that the Earth is actually closer to the sun, though, in December than it is in other times of the year? It's just that we're pointing the wrong way. It's close. Say that again. It's closer. The Earth has, has this orbit around the sun, and it's kind of shaped like an oval. At times when it is in its orbit, where it is closest to the sun, is the wintertime. We are pointed or, the wrong. But the, the 
Earth's axis is tilted, so we're pointed away from it, which is why we don't get warmer. So that's why Australia gets really hot. Mm-hmm. Think about that. You don't really think about the Earth's orbit very much. Uh, I've never been to the Southern Hemisphere. No, neither have I. I had a friend in college. She said, I'm going to go to Australia. I think she had a boyfriend there. She said, I'm going to go to Australia. And she got on a boat. But it was not like... You know when you take the Jet Express Mm -hmm. between... (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Between Northern Ohio and Put-In Bay? Right, yeah. Uh It was not the Jet Express. She got... She got on a cargo ship. I don't know how she did this. It was legit. She didn't just, like, hide in a shipping container and, like, shit in the shipping container and eat Quest bars. She, <laughs> like, actually, she was like, yeah, I'm going to go. And she bought a ticket to go, and she went. And it was, like, six weeks. She just hung out with, like, the crew of a shipping vessel. And back then, they probably didn't have, like, Wi-Fi or anything on that boat. No, no, there was no... I mean, she, like, barely had internet to begin with. So she went... I mean, I hope she brought some, like, books. How could you bring enough stuff to keep you occupied for six weeks? I imagine there was, like, a lot of hanging out with the shipping crew and, like, playing darts or something, dude. Because, I mean, you can't you can't play pool uh, billiards. I was going to say, you can't play pool table. That's... <laughs> Can't play pool table. <laughs> Not on a like, boat, you can't. <laughs> imagine if you try and imagine if you tried to uh, play tennis and you hit the ball and it just went over. Yeah, <laughs> went, in, went into the Pacific Ocean. That's no more tennis, guys. Yeah, bad news. I imagine you probably bring a Game Boy. What would you bring? I would bring a Game Boy. I'm trying to think of most entertainment for. It, Carrying it onto a boat with me. Yeah, if it was the year 2000 zero, yes. right? So no computer phones, no computer. I would have Game Boy... Did they have Game Boy Advance? I would have... Probably, yeah. I would have Game Boy Advance. I would get some carts before I left. I would get as many carts as I could afford. I would bring books. I feel like I would bring crosswords and stuff. I'd probably bring some coloring books. I bring some knitting. You know what I like is I like paint by number when other people did the paint by number because I feel like the painting of it is a foregone conclusion and I just want the cat. (laughs) I really like the aesthetics of uh, paint by number that someone else did. I actually have purchased other people's paint by numbers like at, at the Salvation Army numerous times. It's mass produced, but then somebody had to sit there and fill in the blanks. But they didn't do a good job. No, and so that's what you get, is you get the artifacts of somebody who doesn't paint filling in the colors on a cat. <laughs> and then you're like, it looks great. And of right, course but they, put I it, don't... they put it in a frame. Forget about it. Exactly. It's on. Yeah, no, I don't want to be the painter in that situation, but I would do that. I would bring art supplies, though. I would bring a bunch of pens, and I would bring a bunch of paper. Also, I assume she was moving to Australia, so she probably brought, I think she brought, like, everything she owned. Right. But still, was pro- that was probably in the shipping container. Yeah, she, right. she probably only had, like, a little teeny, teeny, little tiny cabin. You do all that, and you go through that, and you get to Australia, and you're like, uh, what a terrible night to have a curse, and you step off the boat, and it's 7 a.m. Right. 
<laughs> you know what I would bring is I would bring a bunch of drugs so I could just sleep the whole way there. Well, yeah. <laughs> And that's it, it, that's kind of what I meant when I said uh, why you would hang out with the crew of the shipping vessel. <laughs> I would that's assume what I meant when I would drink a bottle of baby Benadryl and crash out for eighteen hours a day. <laughs> and by the time we got to Australia, it would be adolescent Benadryl. <laughs> <laughs> you need to have the baby stuff because. I'm too busy to swallow all those Benadryls. I just need to be able to knock it back. You know where I would go if I was going to go all the way over there? I would just go to New Zealand. It seems like it's not as hot there. All I have is... They have cool birds there. It's the closest. It's like the leaving point for Antarctica. So if you were there, if you got the itch to go... Yeah, to go south, you could. This is going to be your only chance, probably. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. The biggest snowflake in history, the record-winning snowflake. Tell me about it. How big do you think it is? A single snowflake. I've been in Cleveland and seen snowflakes that were probably an inch and a half across. And I was amazed at that, and that's called the lake effect, right? That lake effect snow up there is bananas. It's because you have the evaporation from the lakes, and you have the cold weather, right? Mm-hmm. And you don't have any jet streams or currents, so it just stays cold and mm-hmm. stays humid. So the biggest snowflake I've ever personally seen, probably an inch and a half. Maybe, maybe, maybe two inches. Probably not two inches, though. The biggest one in history, I, I don't know, three inches. Uh, uh, 15 inches wide. What? Eight inches thick. Eight inches thick? <laughs> That's not a snowflake. <laughs> it is according to the Guinness Book of World Records. By the time you got there, it would just be part of snow. How did they verify it? I don't know. Did they catch it coming down? And they said, this one's the biggest? <laughs> And then if other snowflakes land on it, how can you be like, disregard that part of the snowflake because that's a second smaller snowflake that fell on top of my existing snowflake. And it was really hard to keep the other snowflakes off because I was outside in a snowstorm. Yeah. yeah. And where did it happen? Does it say where it happened? It happened in Fort Kia, Montana. Uh Fort K-E-O-G-H. How would you pronounce that? Keo. Keo. Fort Keo, Montana. But I might be wrong. That sounds better than what I said. (laughs) 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 And it was very big. It was like super, it was like bigger than a pizza. That was a fucking, like a couple stacked, like a stacked up pizza. Like eight inches of stacks. But how is it even, how does it count as a snowflake? There must have been something also. There must have been, like, some winds that kept blowing it up in the air as, as it accumulated, right? Mm-hmm. But it wasn't... What, maybe that was just it running into other snowflakes and sticking together. Yeah, right. That's what I'm saying is I think it was maybe an agglomeration is probably the word you would use, yeah. right? I mean, I'm not, I'm not co-signing these facts. I'm just telling you them. Well, the Guinness <laughs> Book of World Records was the two boys on the motorcycle. Right. That's originally what it was. It was like... 
Norman and German Gimmis. Norman <laughs> and German? Yeah. Gimmis. <laughs> and they got together. <laughs> you know the history of this. They got together and they said, Norman, I've got all these post-its of facts. Let's put these together. And German was like, yeah, then we'll have a great stack of post-its. And then he was like, no, a, a book. Call it the Guinness Book of World Records. <laughs> right. And just keep track. And every year they go in and they call the guy with the fingernails and they say, how long are your fingernails? Even longer than last year, if you can right. believe it. Stand by. Can I put you on hold? And they're like, of course. Like, they're friends by this point. Right. And he goes and gets the tape measure and he's like, they are, like you just said, they are even longer this year. <laughs> he beat his own record. Like, at this point, there's no catching him. <laughs> but one day, one day he will fall and then he will be king. Think about it. Someone whose fingernails are just not quite as impressive. But something, they're going to get the upper hand somehow. Somebody always gets the upper hand. Did you know that um, people love doing internet porn in the wintertime? <laughs> <laughs> it makes sense. So what's the stats on that? They like to look up porn on Google and boobs. Well, <laughs> they look up porn and boobs on Google? I think this just underlies my point that when people don't have enough sunlight, <laughs> right? Sure. It affects them cognitively. So you know what that seems like to me? That seems like to me that kids are cooped up inside in the wintertime and they're looking for porn for the first time. <laughs> yes. Okay. Because like down the street, because I always walk this certain way. Uh, to go to school and there's always this little kid out there and he's got a small basketball which is like first off not regulation size then he's got a basketball hoop and it's lowered it's probably only about seven feet and honestly you know when i see him i just laugh because a seven foot hoop would be trivial for me to reach up and dunk that tiny ball. Right. And yet he's down there just doing granny shots with two hands. Just because like a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't I was not I was not I wouldn't have put it that way, but yet <laughs> Every time we go by he's out there. Same basketball, same hoop. Just monomaniacal. And you know, to a sports commentator, they would be like, he's got that precision and drive. <laughs> but to me, I'm like, bro, can you like go look at rotten.com or something? Like, you don't have any interest in anything cool. Hey, basketball in the driveway. Basketball, huh? get the basketball in the hoop. And he goes inside finally and he's like, can't do basketball. Nothing to do. Not allowed to throw basketball in here. What are boobs? <laughs> I was thinking about that when I was tossing that basketball around earlier. I think it's time to investigate. Well, think about it. if you were like a young, very young man, and you never saw a porn before, and you thought you would look it up on the internet. Think about how you would do that. What would be your combo words? You'd... There would be a starting point, right? Mm-hmm. And I've... I imagine boobs would probably be the first thing a young dude would look up. Right. I didn't have Google at a formative age, so I don't know what you would Google. If you're a subscriber to Garbage Brain University... <laughs> Tell us your first porno search word. 
leave us a comment. I don't want any details about what you did after that. I just want to Yeah, don't the, no, don't tell us any Just tell me the Google word. It's time to learn about boobs and you type B U B E S. Boobs. <laughs> Show me them and butts. I'm feeling lucky. <laughs> One inch of snow is less than a tenth of an inch of water. You melt it down. So it's a lot less dense. Yeah. And so that's why it seems like it snows so much. It's like a tenth of an inch would not register as like much rain if it was falling as rain. Oh, right. And so if you had an inch of rain, that would be almost a foot of snow. Be ten inches of snow. But also, like, the temperature of the air also affects how much snow falls. So if it's colder, then what falls will be fluffier, and it won't be as compact. And so that also influences it. So this is, like, one of the things I bitch about all the time is every winter it's in Ohio, it's what, this is what happens every winter, okay? Is that everybody is like, oh, it's going to snow. Oh, the weatherman says it's going to snow tomorrow. And, oh, my God, is it going to snow? And, oh, are you going to cancel school? What about the snow? And blah, blah. And then the weatherman's like, oh, we might get seven inches of snow tomorrow. We might get, like, 12 inches of snow tomorrow and blah, blah, blah. And then overnight, it only snows, like, an inch or two. Yeah. And then the next day, everyone's like, oh, it's fucking weatherman. He's so stupid. He doesn't understand how to do the weather. I thought it was supposed to be, like, a snow apocalypse. They don't understand that. When the air masses move through, it's just like a little bit of time difference. Like if the weather system moves in earlier in the day when the sun is still out, and it's not going to get as cold as it would. And that can, and you will still get the same amount of precipitation, like the same amount of water falling, but just the, the time difference in making it so it doesn't get quite as cold as they thought it was going to, it will make it so it only snows in a couple inches instead of getting dumped on. And so people are unfair to weathermen because yeah. of just having a change in the wind speed like a state or two away ends up exactly like the butterfly flapping its wings, right? Right, right. Like, the, like the system moves in at like 4 o'clock instead of at 8 o'clock. So it was still sunny out when the air mass got there. And so it just did not cool it as much as it would have. I think about that when you think about bitching about the weatherman. He's just trying to help you. He's telling you to be ready in case in case the worst thing happens and you are stuck in the house. Would you prefer if he was just like, don't worry about it? And if, then you got dumped on? If the weatherman said, don't worry about it, and you did actually get stuck, then you would be way madder at the weatherman. Right. Think about what do you think the biggest snowman was? Think about the biggest snowman. How big was the biggest snowman? I mean, first of all, do I look like Norman Gimmis? <laughs> I would say 20 feet, because that seems like a Christmas tree at Rockefeller Center. And they all climb up on ladders and they pat it into place with mittens, like the beginning of a movie before everything goes bad. <laughs> Is that your final answer? 20 feet, yeah. You're wrong. In yes. horse measurements, that would be... 60 hands. Yeah, it's not. It's 113 feet is the tallest snowman. Just freestanding? Just only made mm-hmm. out of snow? Uh-huh. It was built, built in Bethel, Maine in February of 1999. I wonder if there's a picture of it on the internet. I would like to see how big it was, like IRL. Biggest snowman. 
record. Bang it. There you go. It just looks like a lighthouse. <laughs> it looks like they it's made like conical. bales of they yeah they made like a ba- like bales of snow and they made it like a big tall cone. But that's how you would have to do it in order to prevent it from falling over and destroying someone's home. <laughs> I think if you make a cone out of snow, then it's only technically a snowman. That's no snowman to me. Look at his little face, though. I really don't like the face on that snowman. Um, does that mean, is this also the largest snow cone? Okay, they're dumping all the snow on it. wonder if they used union labor for that. There's a picture of the biggest baby in the world. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, he's my size. He's the size he's of a 40-year-old man. He's 5 foot 8. He's 192 pounds. And he's bald. <laughs> he's covered in hair. And he's nice. <laughs> and his back hurts. <laughs> Anyway, so yeah, that is the story. Smallest snowman. Now, there's a record Jorman and Norman would like to see. Yeah, look at this little baby. How big is he? He looks like he's made with a nanomolecule bullshit. We made it with an electron microscope. It is one one-hundredth of a millimeter. Look at that little fella. Mm-hmm. There he is. That looks much more like a snowman. It's two balls, and one is larger than the other in the standard snowman configuration. I think if you were to make a cone the size of a galaxy and you were to calibrate the spectral output of the top of the dome so that it was red to remind one of a snowman's hat, you could not call it a snowman. No, that's now you're on like fax-info.biz. Close it. That's where I get my facts from, baby. (laughs) (laughs) Where do you think facts come from? And make sure, if you're listening and you haven't already, go to Apple Podcasts. Give us five stars. We have thousands and thousands of listeners. We only have like 100-odd reviews. So uh, give us a five-star review on there. It's like Uber. If you give us four stars, that's failure. But only do it if you really feel like it. So You should feel like it, though, because you love us. I would like it if you loved us, but I don't expect it. But I would be very flattered. Uh, be like Mariah. Tell me you want me for Christmas. <laughs> and we'll talk to you again very soon. Good night.